0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine, where we as teachers and parents are working together to transform education in so many incredible ways. You know, that the Teacher Let Your Light Shine podcast is dedicated to not only just helping teachers, but helping parents create micro schools or homeschooling businesses in an effort to provide the most dynamic unique type of education that could possibly be offered according to your teacher gifts, your gifts as a parent, and what children need in our ever-changing world. One of the most frequent obstacles that I see teachers and parents facing when they are just trying so desperately to create a model or a school that they feel is best for their child or for students or for a business is the idea that they don't know exactly what type of business model to choose. In the whole month of February, I have really been dedicating these episodes to different types of business models that you can design for a homeschooling business or your micro school. Micro schools, homeschooling businesses, learning pods, learning enrichment centers, they can all be used very interchangeably. And today I'm going to focus on a specific business model that's going to fall underneath this homeschooling umbrella model and i'm going to talk to you about why this is an advantageous way to set up your business and we are also going to look at a unique way that we can structure this business to become a learning enrichment center for full-time or part-time students this type of business model will help parents and teachers are interested in building their own school or homeschooling business. We're going to talk about the inspiration of where this idea came from, how it can actually play out, some of the financial aspects to keep in mind, and also some of the unique ways that you can package your idea to service many different types of families. Let's get into it. Until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Woo-wee! I am excited to get into this today. And by the way, if you have not joined our Facebook group, go head on over there. It is Start Your Microschool or Homeschooling Business. It's the Teacher Let Your Light Shine podcast Facebook group. So you can just type into your toolbar in the Facebook app, start your micro school or homeschooling business, and it will be there. Teacher, let your light shine. I'm so excited for you to join our community of many teachers and parents who are striving to start their own educational resource center, micro school, homeschooling business. So many different models, so many different possibilities, parents and teachers in the community who are sharing ideas, who are reaching out to me, asking for more ideas and inspiration, head on over there. We would love for you to join our community and just to see what we're up to and to see how we can support you in this journey. In addition, if you are interested in starting your own micro school or homeschooling business, but you do not know where to start, head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com check out our resources, check out our coaching packages to help you get unstuck, move into clarity, and also start your business from wherever you are. In today's podcast, I wanted to speak to you about starting a micro school or a homeschooling business and really falling underneath what we call the homeschool umbrella. This is an important piece of information to consider when you are starting your micro school and also thinking about the families and the students that you will serve. So let's get into the homeschooling part. We're also in this episode going to talk about taking this idea and also turning it into a learning enrichment center, the types of courses that you can offer families and looking at it as a full-time model and a part-time model. So let's talk about the homeschool approach. When you operate under the homeschool umbrella, this means that students are registered as homeschooled students. And with this being said, if you start out servicing students who are homeschooled, or maybe they are not homeschooled yet, but as you start your business, you educate parents that your facility will be helping students who are homeschooled so it's advantageous for them to go ahead and unroll their child from public school or private school, and register their child as a homeschooling student. You are then able to service their student, no matter what state you are in, at your learning enrichment center. You do not have to be a private school or a charter school to do this. The parents who are homeschooling, that's the legal term that they're going to use, are going to send their child to you for academic enrichment or for tutoring. That's how you can Put yourself underneath this umbrella to be able to serve these students. There are many parents who are looking for alternatives, but they do not want to pay the price tag that comes with private school, knowing that they could be getting the same results as what they would be getting in public school because of the standardized testing, the assessments, the calendars, the lack of flexibility. So you are able to serve these parents in such a dynamic way. Now, it's important to remember that as homeschooled parents, these parents feel this sense of freedom and power of choice. And then you're able to take that and create an incredible approach to a learning enrichment center with a ton of resource options. When a parent files as a homeschooling parent, they do not even have to declare a grade level sometimes, depending on the state. And depending on the state, there really aren't even some program questions. So again, you're going to want to look at HSLD-8 for those legalities, but here in the state of Florida, it's give us your name, age, and then after the calendar year, they, the state will ask if these children have shown adequate progress toward their own age-appropriate ability, and it is signed off by a teacher. Now, again, that's in the state of Florida, so you definitely want to make sure you check your homeschool state laws. And I've had many teachers who will look at the HSLDA website, and it leaves them kind of in a state of trying to figure out how to interpret what that actually means. HSLDA is Homeschool Legal Defense Association, and it will tell you by state what homeschooling looks like. But I do have teachers who look at that, and then they think, well, it says that I have to have it this way or that homeschool students cannot be taught by another teacher, but there are ways around it. So there are different ways that you can set up your homeschooling business, depending on your state, to service homeschooled children. Before we actually get into the nitty gritty of this type of business, this learning enrichment center, I do want to remind you that being a homeschooled or a homeschooling program allows you so much flexibility because many times these children do not have to show a quantified metric meaning that they do not have to take standardized assessments you can however as the learning enrichment center offer to give if you are a certified teacher offer to give a standardized standardized assessment in addition if the parents are homeschooled parents then you will definitely want to educate those parents on whether or not they have to give a standardized test at the end of the year and the ways to go about that. When, where, and how that looks, but that does not mean that the child has to go back into a public school to take a standardized assessment. Again, that's for another episode, but I do want to let you know that when you start out, there's some of those questions are gonna pop up and I wanna let you know that this model can still benefit homeschooled families, and it's really a preferable network of families. This is not homeschooling, meaning that you have to do school at home. And there are many parents who think when they sign up for virtual school for their child, or they decide that they are going to want to begin homeschooling their child, they start to think that it needs to be school at home for seven hours. And we all know that's just not sustainable. But When you have a learning enrichment center and you offer full-time, you are allowing for services to be provided for families who definitely need full-time care and academic instruction for their child, but it can look so much different. It doesn't have to be seven hours of full-on direct instruction like you see in a school. That is what is so great about being able to develop your own micro-school your own homeschooling business, this learning enrichment center that serves you well as the teacher or as the director and the families well, that the schedules end up aligning with your core values and the families as well. In addition, if you're really interested in a way that your micro school or your business can be set up to where it does not look like traditional, full sage on the stage, direct instruction, mimicking public school or private school, in your micro school, if you need a fresh perspective, I encourage you to study about Finland. And I encourage you to get the book, Finnish Lessons 2.0. You will find that Finland is a leader in education. They used to be below the United States. Now they are number one, where the USA is number 36. But there is so much goodness in the way that they structure their days for the children their pre-K in their kindergarten, they literally do not even start teaching reading until seven years old. They are allowing their children to have play-based programs all the way up until seven years old. That's in Finland. When they started changing their educational model, they saw significant improvements that led their students to be number one, number one compared to any other country. Literacy is taught at a peaceful pace. There's family style learning and it's more about students being progressive at their own pace rather than performing at a standard high level. Check it out Finnish Lessons 2.0 or call it Finnish Lessons 2.0. You get what I'm saying. Study about Finland, look them up on YouTube. It's extremely inspiring and I want to give you that little gem as we go into what I'm about to discuss with you, this Learning Enrichment Resource Center. This is a wonderful opportunity for parents, teachers, tutors, certified teachers. Even if it's a parent who is not a certified teacher, you have some goodness to bring to the table. I want to share with you the inspiration that came to me from another teacher in public school. She was a teacher who would spend her summers holding camps at her house. She lived in a neighborhood with so many wonderful school age children right next to an elementary school. And she would open up her house during the summertime and have summer camps for one week at a time. And they would make bubble pizza and they would do really great writing lessons. And she would have them swim for an hour and they got to have lunch for an hour. And then they would come back and do science but she opened up her home and had these incredible summer camps and she ended up paying for her two sons' college. they both of their college tuition. She made over $300,000 doing this alone, not with her current teaching job, not with her 180-day calendar teaching job. And she didn't even do it for 30 years, but she did it for a significant amount of years. I know over 10 years she did it, but she ended up making over $300,000 dollars. And kids remember Mrs. Hart's camps. They remember the joy that they had, the hands-on learning, the experiences. And she just wished so badly that she could take that and replicate it into her own classroom. She taught gifted classes, but with the mandates, the standards that we have in our public school system, she was held tight. Her hands were strapped. She was not able to teach the way that she creatively loved to teach. And so she did that during the summertime and it blessed her family immensely. So I want you to think about becoming almost in your business, whether it's a micro school running full-time, think about ways that you can also offer a part-time selection, maybe to homeschooled families that do not want the full-time option, that they could come part-time almost to a mini-camp, becoming a mini-camp creator, a mini-camp on Wednesdays and Thursdays, maybe a mini-camp on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, offering part-time instruction, and maybe it's not even instruction. Maybe it is solely dedicated to hands-on learning, gardening, musical theater. Maybe you have a faith-based program where two to three afternoons, Out of the week, you can open up your services to offer part-time instruction to families. So think about this. Here at Lighthouse Learning at my micro school, these families who send their children here, majority of them, well, 10 out of 11, send their children here Monday through Friday for full-time instruction. That is what these families need. However, I have another child who comes just Monday through Thursday. Next year, I'm going to be opening up my services to where on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, there's a part-time option. So the full-time students will come Monday through Friday, but Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday afternoons will be dedicated to opening up Lighthouse Learning to homeschooled families who are looking for another option. Now, you can charge per quarter, you can charge per month, You could even charge per class. Now, again, this would go with your niche and your value, what you are serving families, your gifts, your talents. I mean, even having Tuesday afternoons, yoga mindfulness, movement, enrichment, Wednesday afternoon, faith-based lessons and community service, prayer time, Helping out with homeless bags, going and visiting animal shelters, taking donations, whatever you could do in that afternoon that would be more of a service based or a faith based type of outreach. You could have then Thursday afternoons being pottery or fitness or a cooking class, a baking class, something where children can explore, where they can do something with their gifts and talents and they can learn. And by the way, if you hear talking in the background, my daughter's having a sleepover and my youngest daughter is so excited about it. And so they're going back and forth to bedrooms and I have to get this podcast episode out to you all. And I know that your parents and your teachers and you don't mind. Most importantly though, from these business possibility episodes through the month of February, the past three, four episodes, and over the next couple more episodes, Just be thinking about the possibility about how your business can evolve and change. And let me just say that I totally know what it feels like to have a vision that feels so big and an idea that seems so far out there and you have no idea how you're going to get it. As a matter of fact, if it weren't for COVID, my idea of starting this micro school was so big, I had no idea how I was even going to get it started and it came and was birthed out of a crisis mode. But now that I saw exactly what this entailed and the beautiful progression that's come from just stepping out and knowing now that that parents are so dissatisfied with the school system. Parents are at a loss on how they can help their child. They are looking for affordability, but they're also looking for high value and you offer that to them. That's why this podcast is so invaluable for me, specifically to get the message out to you, which I hope becomes invaluable for you, that you end up taking the step to create these incredible alternatives for families. Once you get your name out there, you are going to have so many ideas pop into your mind, many that are going to come and go, and many that are for another day. But don't get discouraged. Noah did not build the ark in one day. It took him such a long time, and I have to remind myself of this as well. But I want you to know that it is so possible. You can even start with summer camps, just a few kids here and there, Start with a week of a themed camp. Do another week a couple weeks later with another themed camp. Take some time, decompress, reflect, and refine your services. But starting with the summer camp is oh so cool and so fun. Think about fitness, yoga, ways that children can collaborate with their peers, promoting healthy choices, promoting outreach services. And you can even offer these classes not necessarily in the summertime, or you could do it in the summertime, two days a week for three hours. And let's think about this. You know, we've talked before about different numbers, but I'm gonna say this. Say you go to a pottery class and they're charging $45 per student, but they get to walk away with like a little pottery memorabilia. And it took about an hour and a half. And the students come back a couple weeks later and get their pottery piece. Well, that's $45 per student for one and a half hours. What could you do? In three hours for students, for $45, $50, $60, that is going to give parents a break, give students a new opportunity, ways for them to collaborate with peers, and ways for you to make a great income. For an example, and I mentioned this before, but think about parents who are just looking for a babysitter. Now, of course, you're far more valuable than just a babysitter watching kids. That's not what we're doing here. We're not a babysitter's club. We're not babysitting. We are educating children and giving them opportunities to learn through play, through experiences, through projects, through their own pace, their own progression. But parents will pay, let's say $10 an hour for their child just to be watched by a high schooler or a grandparent or, you know, anyone of that nature. Think about what they would give for $10 per hour for their child to be able to walk away and do really great things during that time. So if you had 10 kids at $10 per hour, you're making $100 an hour for three hours. Or maybe it's six hours. Maybe you say it's going to be $60 from 8.30 to 2.30 on Wednesdays. It's our special day. And even your full-time students get to be a part of this. Full-time students get their core academic on Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday is a decompression day where they get to do their projects and they get to do activities that reinforce what they're learning. But just remember that you are offering an opportunity for families to choose either full-time or part-time. And if you differentiate your services, you're more likely to get different families who then say, well, I come on Tuesdays, but I'd really like to try Thursdays. Oh, now you're doing a once a month from five to eight science night. Ooh, that's really cool. And the opportunities just start building upon each other. Because once you open the door for even just a part-time alternative, a little learning enrichment center, you've got your full-time students, now you're gonna open the door to the part-time students coming just for enrichment. What other opportunities would they want to grab a hold of later on next month or maybe in the afternoon? Now for charging, I would say at least $10 an hour. Personally, I feel like that that is absolutely worth it. I think that that is an affordable option for parents, especially with the value that you're going to be offering. Again, this is not babysitting. This is offering really wonderful enrichment resource opportunities. Art class, music class, science experiments, field trips. Think about certain days where families can sign up to be a part of this, and it creates urgency. If you promote urgency, your classes are going to fill up. We only take 15 extra students on Friday field trips. We only take 10 students for the pottery class. We're opening the doors for only eight more students for the yoga and mindfulness class. Then parents start to really see that there's an urgency there. They need to sign up. And then they start taking advantage of other programs that you offer. This is a really wonderful opportunity for parents to get their foot in a micro school with a certified teacher. If a certified teacher is running the micro school, but parents want to be a part of it and make extra income. You, if you are the certified teacher becoming the director, you could hire parents to do some of these classes. And it's a win-win for both of you. If you are a parent, who's a director, you could have a certified teacher giving the, the core academic. You as the parent could be giving the enrichment classes or you hire other parents or volunteers. They do not have to be certified teachers in order to provide these services. If you set your hourly wage on how much you personally need to get paid or how much your teachers need to get paid, you'll know how many students you need and then you can determine the amount that you will set your prices for. For an example, let's say I needed to make $100 in three hours, but my assistant also needed to make $50 in three hours. So together, we need to make $150 per hour. We're going to charge $15 per student for three hours, then that means we need at least 10 students, or we're going to charge $10 per hour for three hours, we're going to need at least 15 students. So always think about the price that you need to make that's going to match your value, that's going to be worth your time, your energy, your trading time for money. So you need to be very cautious about that, thinking about what's the number that we need to get to, because it's a quantified measurement that gets you in the right mindset so that you're not emotional about the decisions that you have to make, you say, okay, this is my hardcore number, $150, 15 students, that's $10 an hour, that's manageable, or maybe it's more. Let's just say that's an example. And actually, I apologize. If I said $100 per hour, that would be $300, but really what I meant was $100 within three hours, so that's $30. dollars But you need to remember also, you could have your full-time program running in the background, so you're just making an additional $100 in those three hours on top of what you're already making with your full-time students being enrolled. I hope that makes sense to you. So again, you have your full-time students, now you're gonna offer a learning enrichment part-time throughout the day or part-time throughout the week, and then you start to think about the amount of money and the value that you need to offer and what you need to have come in as your income and then you break that apart and that is just an extra little added cherry on top of what you're making with your full-time students. I hope that this has blessed you and that you are able to find a really great business model that works for you And just remember that it's going to grow and evolve as time goes on. Please make sure you head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Start Your Microschool or Homeschooling Business. It's the Teacher Let Your Light Shine, T-Y-L-Y-S podcast. We'll see you soon. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.